don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Crypto Economy with Guy Swan, the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know. And I've got that proof of work. I got all my, we are getting really close to 300 quick reads recorded in audio for you guys. And I am really excited to hit that number. I missed it when the actual number of episodes hit that because... Uh, you know, I'm just going by the quick reads or whatever, and I didn't realize there was a stat like in my settings of exactly how many on Anchor.fm. So I missed it. It was like I'm I'm at like 309 or something like that, and that like that now. So I was I was sad. I wanted to celebrate. So I'll just have to celebrate now that that already happened. But I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give a real celebration when we hit 300 actual quick reads articles available in audio. And, uh, yep, that's by me, Guy Swan, your host, and we are going to do a fun one today. But real quick, don't forget about your BitBlockBoom tickets. Before August 1st, the price is going to go up again, and you can get 30% off with uh, my discount code CC. So if you're going to join me out there at BitBlockBoom, do not forget to go up there and get 30% off. You don't want to overpay. You want to pay the crypto economy price. That's 30% off. All right, but our article today, it's, it's, it's pretty short, and it's a little bit on the development technical side, but it just dropped uh, yesterday, and I think it's just going to be really fun, and it's exciting to keep up to date on these developments. Um, so if you've been following the Lightning Network uh, pretty closely, and you like to hear about the developments, this is just a really good one done by Blockstream on their Medium page, and it is titled Letting a Million Channels Bloom, and it's by Rusty Russell and Joe Netty, and it's about the Million Channels project on how to design and what they've been working on for optimizations to make the Lightning Network scale to a million channels and beyond, what the, what the Lightning Network could look like in, in the real in the real world, you know, when mainstream adoption starts happening and this thing starts getting built out. Because we're, remember, we're still in beta for all of this right now. Um, and this is a really, really cool article that just details um, uh, some of the crazy improvements they've had just over the last, you know, couple of months um, uh, while doing this. And I think it's going to be fun to talk about, but we'll try to keep it short today. But guess what? We also have a new sponsor in the house. Really exciting. I got to sit down with the eToro guys at the Bitcoin 2019 conference, and they had reached out to me uh, to uh, sponsor the show. And I'm not sure if you guys know about, I mean, eToro has been around for a while. They were actually around before cryptocurrencies, and they started accepting like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and stuff back in like. 2015, I think. So they've been doing this gig for quite some time. Uh, and uh, I knew about them, but I'd never used them. I didn't quite know why. Uh, but turns out it wasn't until very recently they started accepting U.S. customers. 
So I'm really excited about that. It's great to have them as a sponsor, and uh, I've been screwing around with the uh, app quite a bit and using the, there's like a virtual trading thing where you can add fake money uh, so that you can start playing around with it before you actually deposit and stuff. Um, so I'm going to talk about uh, kind of how that's going, and uh, we, will gra- uh, we will jump into some discussion about them a little bit later. But for now, uh, I just wanted to say thank you to eToro for uh, being a sponsor on the show, uh, and uh, I'm glad I had an excuse to go check out and do a little research into the platform because it looks pretty, pretty damn neat. Um, but with that, let's go ahead and hit the piece by Blockstream or on the Blockstream Medium page by Rusty Russell and Joe Netty, Letting a Million Channels Bloom. The Lightning Network is growing exponentially, currently at over 35,000 channels and counting. Existing implementations of the Lightning Protocol are by and large handling this growth well. However, the burden on hardware is increasing. And if the growth of channels continues to accelerate, the network will be facing scaling issues in the not-too-distant future. Finding an efficient route through a million channels isn't easy. We're very bullish on the Lightning Network at Blockstream, so some of our C-Lightning team decided to head off the scaling problem before it emerges by launching the Million Channels Project. The Million Channels Project The Million Channels project was proposed by Rusty Russell and implemented by Joe Netty. It approaches the lightning scaling problem from a couple of angles. One, network simulation. Realistic network modeling to facilitate informed optimization of the various lightning implementations. And two, code optimization. Improvements to see lightning's gossip protocol to reduce routing overheads based on the results from million-channel simulations. Aside from preparing the network for future growth, the optimizations achieved by the Million Channels project also have the upside of allowing smaller hardware to operate as a node. A Raspberry Pi, for instance, should now have no trouble running a C-Lightning node. This project would not have been possible without the help of Blockstream colleagues Rusty Russell, Sebastian Geisler, Christian Decker, Lisa Nygut, and Peter Wella. Generating a Realistic Network The Million Channels project generates a realistic network with a million channels for modeling the future Lightning Network and optimizing Lightning implementations. The software analyzes the current Lightning Network to simulate a realistic network of arbitrary size, then generates the gossip messages for all of the nodes and channels, and a matching reg test Bitcoin chain. Networks generated by the project are similar in many ways to the real Lightning Network. The new networks have accurate channel capacities, distribution of channels, and node details, address types, and node announcements. The real Lightning Network data that is used as a baseline for the new network is gathered from C-Lightning list channels and list nodes commands. Steps to generate a network. To generate a realistic network, one, we assign channels to nodes until the channel limit is reached. Two, assign each node an allocation of capacity. Three, assign each channel a capacity. 
and four, assign each node accurate address types and an announcement message. To create an accurate distribution of channels in the generating network, the probability distribution of the snapshot network is mapped to a power law distribution. The power law is a common distribution observed in network theory and follows the form y equals c times b plus x to the negative a. Just to interject here because this section is a little confusing, variables and math equations don't go over well, and uh, he goes into a little bit more as we continue forward. But uh, what he's talking about with the power law distribution is they're trying to re recreate a realistic distribution of channels and nodes and connections on the network by, uh, by following the 80-20 rule. That's what the power law uh, distribution is. Um, if you do not know the power law, um, uh, it's the basic idea, and we see this everywhere we see it in physics, um, like you see it in measuring solar flares, you see it in human productivity. It's everywhere. It's all over just kind of the nature of the universe. The power law is just how things end up happening. If you put a group of people and you tell them to produce something, 80% of those people will produce just 20% of it, and then a small 20% of the group will produce the other 80%. And we see this exact same thing. We've actually got a, um, uh, a graphic here uh, as, as we go forward in this article about the actual Lightning Network, and lo and behold, the distribution of channels between nodes follows the power law uh, almost to a T. So uh, what they're trying to do is they're trying to create an algorithm here that essentially does the exact same thing in their uh, fake network, their simulated network, to make sure it's distributed just like the real lightning network or what we would expect to see uh, as this thing builds out and when it gets to a million channels. Okay, let's jump back in. Each node is assigned a number of channels by selecting a random number in the zero to max bounded integral of the power law with the specific parameters of A, B, and C and plugged into the power law quantile function, the inverse CDF. We get this distribution on the larger network, which is pretty similar to the original network. And here we've got a uh, chart just showing the uh, power law distribution of channels on the real lightning network and shows that, that uh, kind of logarithmic curve that we see. Um, uh, and then in the new network, e even though the first one is a little rough, like it's like kind of a squiggly line, in the new network uh, to the right of it, we see a uh, quite a bit smoother line, but obviously we would expect that because it's a simulated one uh, done by an algorithm rather than a bunch of uh, basically random decisions by all the participants running nodes. Okay, end graphics. After assigning the amount of channels to create for each node, following the power law distribution above, we still need to generate which node will be on the other side of each channel. Channels between nodes are formed randomly and incrementally so that there are no duplicate channels and that there is a path between every pair of nodes. The network is not segregated. The algorithm is as follows. We sort nodes greatest to least by how many channels they have and iterate through them. For each node with X channels left, we randomly select X unique nodes that have at least one channel left and create a channel between the two. If the node only has one channel left, 
we connect that channel to another node which is part of the network and has at least one channel left. Channel Capacities Now that each node has channels with other nodes in the network, the next step is to assign funds to each channel. The channel capacity algorithm is based on two observations of the real Lightning Network in order to make the algorithm produce a network with realistic channel capacities. First, the total capacity of channels in a node follows a power law distribution, and we copy this distribution by assigning total capacity allocations to each node. The distributions of total capacity to channels is shown below. And we actually see in these two graphics, um, uh, these two charts, roughly the exact same situation we saw before, except it's actually a much, uh, the real lightning network uh, and total capacity of the channels of each node actually follows the power law distribution much more cleanly to the point that these charts almost look identical. End graphics. Second, if you take the channels of a node and rank them from greatest capacity to least, they're not linear, but in a power law distribution. One possible explanation is that users tend to create a few high-capacity channels and many low-capacity channels. A few reasons for low-capacity channels in the real network are testing, gathering information about the network, and tricking or abusing autopilots. Third, there is a positive correlation between the capacity of a channel and the total capacity of all other channels attached to the same node. This may be because people want to make high-capacity channels with other nodes that have a lot of total capacity. In this new network, we see around an order of magnitude larger capacity for, quote, connected nodes. That's the y-axis because the new network has around an order of magnitude higher total network capacity. The final network has 998,005 channels, 94,501 nodes, 19,383 nodes have a single channel, and the largest node has 9,858 channels. The total capacity of the network is 17,300.97 BTC, except scaled down. It takes 731 megabytes of gossip traffic to describe the network. Generating the Bitcoin chain. The chain is generated by mining enough blocks to fund all channel funding transactions plus fees. After n plus 100 empty blocks are generated, the coin bases are spent directly to the 2 of 2 SegWit multisigs. Funding transactions have coin base inputs in order to maximize the number of transactions that have to be created because cryptographic operations in the Python library used are slow. We use Bitcoin's reg test mode, which allows for the very simple generation of blocks. Unfortunately, reg test halving is set by default at 150 blocks in Bitcoin Core, which makes running out of capacity an issue. All capacities are scaled down as specified in the config, and yes, that means we change the definition of a Satoshi. Generating Gossip Messages The project implements a basic version of channel announcements, channel updates, and node announcements, according to Bolt 7. 
Unfortunately, the Gossip Creation Program and the Chain Creations Program do not work as independent tools because load balancing of multiprocessing and gossip creation currently uses data generated in the build network stage, decoupling them as an area of future work. Optimizing C-Lightning Prior to this, very little optimization work had been done on C-Lightning, but one point of the Million Channels project was to get ahead of the current network requirements and identify bottlenecks. In fact, the very first time we loaded the data set, it took overnight to even start the node. Like many of the optimizations, the fix was simple, but showed how valuable this testing was. In the lead-up to the 0.7.1 release, Rusty Russell created over 90 changes in 8 different pull requests, using the million-channel gossip as a benchmark to optimize the memory usage and speed of the Sea Lightning gossip daemon. Everything from JSON reply construction to completely reworking the way the gossip daemon stores, sends, and indexes the 800 megabytes of gossip messages to changing the routing algorithm from Bellman Ford Gibson BFG to Dijkstra. The original choice was made to handle both negative fees and handle the 20 hop limit. Dijkstra is preferable because it is far faster, uses less memory, the 20 hop limit is rarely reached, and negative fees are not allowed in the 1.0 standard. Finally, the default compilation for non-developer builds is now done with some optimization enabled, giving a further 20% performance boost. The graph alongside shows the range of improvements. As a stretch goal, we tried to run it on a Raspberry Pi 3 B+, 32-bit ARM with 1GB of RAM. It ran out of memory and crashed, so after some more optimizations, we showed it's possible, though certainly not fast, yet. Benchmarks on the Raspberry Pi 3 B+. Loading Gossip Store took 309 seconds. The memory utilization of Gossip was 381 megabytes. Writing Gossip Store took 111 seconds. List Channels took 560 seconds. List Nodes took 33 seconds. Cheapest path took 18 seconds, and sending gossip to peers was 120 seconds. Conclusion and further work. The Million Channels project shows what the future Lightning Network might look like and can be used to stress test existing implementations. Rusty Russell used the gossip messages to optimize C Lightning for the 0.7.1 release. Now, commodity desktop hardware can run C-Lightning on a network of 1 million channels. However, our work continues. In particular, more optimization is needed when a node first receives gossip, either because it's brand new or because it has been offline for some time, and expect to see more optimizations as we get frustrated with our slow Raspberry Pi node. Future work with the Million Channels project includes testing how the network evolves over time, testing new routing algorithms, estimating payment success rates in some future network, number of hops and liquidity, and further optimizing other Lightning implementations. Download the Million Channels Project yourself to try your own simulations, or just download the data to test your own node.
All right, and that will close out the medium post uh, and release of the Million Channels project uh, on the Blockstream Medium page and the blog post titled Letting a Million Channels Bloom. And this is just, this is just a really exciting development because, uh, I mean, inevitably we're going to get to this point and it'll be really interesting to see what happens when we're dealing with a billion channels. But it's so fascinating to see. Like, there's always so much FUD about, oh, we can't manage routing. Oh, we have a million channels. Uh, resources are going to be terrible and all this stuff. But it's an engineering problem, you know? And uh, in this, think about this. This is without things like trampoline payments and channel hints and, like, these sorts of things. So there's also a lot of other technologies that will help this along. So I want to talk about this a little bit more in depth. But before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about eToro. Um, I'm sure you guys have probably heard about eToro. I had when they reached out to me, which was really great uh, because all I had gotten contacted by was a bunch of ICOs and like shitcoins and stuff. So uh, it was wonderful to actually have somebody I was like, oh, I know you guys um, to actually chat with and talk about the possibility of a sponsorship. But uh, they are just a really simple... Uh, trading platform uh, where you can trade or buy for the U.S. customers 14 of the top uh, cryptos. You heard that right. That is 13 shitcoins and then Bitcoin. Uh, They've got 10 million. They've over 10 million users. Uh, They're all around the globe and they've just recently opened to the U.S. I'm sure that user count is going to continue to grow pretty quickly. Um, But I downloaded the app. I got to talk with them at the Bitcoin 2019 conference. It took me literally no time at all to set it up i did it while i was just sitting there uh chatting with the guys um but if you don't know specifically about etoro uh, i recommend the app personally I'm, I'm more of an app person with this kind of stuff now i don't know when that happened but they have a really unique thing going on so etoro is basically social media meets uh bitcoin exchange so you can actually look at the portfolios of the top traders and study their strategies. There's full transparency of their trades, their timeframes, like all the details of their portfolios. And you actually, so you can actually chat directly with the top traders or just millions of others in the community to get feedback. Y'all can, you know, you can talk about strategies and stuff or you can just kind of jab on the state of the market. Um, But if you're new to trading, like I would do what I'm doing right now Uh, You know, it's a bad idea to go ham, like, on day one. And that's kind of the thing that makes eToro neat, in my opinion, is you can, not only can you, like, research and copy, like, really skilled traders, but you can practice with fake fiat. You get $100,000 of a virtual account, like, straight out, which is, and now I know, I know fiat is already fake, but I mean, like, fake, fake fiat. They're not giving you $100,000, calm down. But uh, you can actually practice those trades as if you were using real money, just to get comfortable with it before you're actually risking anything. And uh, with this Bitcoin bounce, so the Bitcoin price is like $10,350-ish right now, and I just bought a long position. We're on a bounce. It's probably going to go down, but my strategy is if I'm going to have to buy anything, buy with the market. If we're in a bear market, all I, I would never buy a long because there's no money in it. But if we're back in a bull market, which I think we are, then you never buy a put. You never buy a short. So 
that's what I'm doing. We'll see how this goes. I'll let you know uh, in Monday's episode if I just got obliterated and lost a whole bunch of fake fiat or if I'm doing all right. But that's the eToro exchange. Check it out. That's E-T-O-R-O. You can either download the app and get set up in no time or use the link that I will be putting in the show notes and on Twitter to go straight to the website and start buying Bitcoin. But yeah, so that's exciting. We have a new sponsor. All right, so let's talk about the Million Channels project. Now, I have not gotten to, this is brand new. It just hit yesterday. And I've not gotten to like download and actually play around with it myself. I'm not even sure if I'm going to. It's just really, it's an exciting development, particularly for the optimizations um, that uh, basically came about because of this. And uh, more importantly, really, is just kind of a proof of concept. Like, like we're getting to see, like, you know, the, the network itself is only 35,000 channels, right? So... Like with some of these optimizations and stuff that they found out were problems when we have a million channels on the network may not have even been obvious or just like those bottlenecks or problems the, when, the, when you have like a very small or a comparatively small number of channels and nodes to deal with, you might not see exactly where those imbalances or issues are. And some of these optimization differences are really mind-blowing. And the fact that we're talking, we are literally talking about the possibility, I mean, granted 300 seconds to download um, and load all the gossip uh, for a million channel network is, I mean, that's five minutes. So it's not, <laughs> it's definitely not a short amount of time, but that is on a Raspberry Pi 3 for a million channel network. And that's certainly uh, a far easier task to handle than something that's doing you know, thousands or tens of thousands of transactions per second and having to store and verify the entire blockchain. So it's just really, really interesting. But the, um, let's see here. Let's, let's look at this graph. So as they were optimizing C Lightning, they've got a before and after for how many seconds it took to like do the, perform these particular tasks. Like the gossip store load, like loading the gossip store, uh, took 44 seconds previously, and it dropped to 23. Sending the gossip was from 56 seconds to 31. The gossip store write took, went from 70 seconds, well, 69 seconds, all the way down to 10. That's a huge cut. Same with list channels. It took 64 seconds before to list all the channels. It only took 12 seconds to list uh, after the fact. List nodes went from 25 seconds to 1.2 seconds to list all the nodes. And then uh, the cheapest path command uh, went from 32 seconds to 5 seconds. Those are huge optimizations. And these are going to be amazing just for the current Lightning Network, not even talking about like having this thing built out actually to a million or more channels. Um, just, the, just the fact that we know now we have a test case of this thing working and running on small hardware like that's been the biggest fud so far is that like oh my god routing is super in like computationally intensive oh you'll never make it so that like people can run their own nodes on the lightning network you'll have the exact same issue routing will be centralized etc etc i mean it's just complaint after like imaginary complaint it's just like oh well these are the problems you're going to have it's like well yeah but like Look, here we have the middle million channels project 
finding these problems and solving them. The memory utilization of the gossip protocol uh, or of just gossip in general, like on, on the device, is, was 2.8 gigabytes before, and now it's 440 megabytes after the optimizations. So that's just a, it's a huge development, and this was a really neat thing. Uh, this like kind of dropped out of, uh, out of nowhere. Uh, it was it was a short article. I know it's probably like a little bit technical and dry, like just as a read. But I really did want to dig into this and kind of talk about this because think about this. This is we're talking about storing, loading, and utilizing the entire gossip store here, which is a very different thing than what we'll be able to utilize with light clients and stuff. And and like I said, I mentioned before uh, just a while ago talking about the um, trampoline payments and uh, uh, routing hints and like uh, and and routes and channels and stuff that are actually behind tour that are hidden on the network and not actually broadcasting information. Like there's a lot of these things that actually simplify this process by a large, a significant margin. Trampoline payments in in particular, because when we're talking about like. Uh, in comparison to something like a Raspberry Pi, you've got a lot of power on your smartphone in comparison. And uh, being able to run a light node, now let's say we've got something like 10 million channels, but all you really need to get a rough, a good enough uh, understanding of your immediate area, plus like the 200 or 300 uh, most highly rated trampoline nodes that are in the area, or in, in your portion of the network, I guess you could say, that maybe you only need to keep track of 300,000 channels and, you know, 20,000 nodes uh, in this setup in order to be able to find a route quickly and easily to anyone in a 10 million channel network. Uh, now, now, I've just realized that I did not explain what a trampoline payment is. So a trampoline payment, for those of you who do not know, is when you basically uh, offer up your... Uh, you request someone else do your routing for you. Like, let's say the gossip store loading. You're you are doing this on a Raspberry Pi, and you don't want to have to load this thing, this whole thing up for 300 seconds uh, to load the gossip store, and then you know start doing calculations and doing a cheapest path, blah blah blah. Because um, uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, uh, yeah, it's a lot of computation for a little device. So instead of storing all of that information, that 800 megabytes. Uh, of the index and gossip messages, etc. The uh, what you do is you store just enough to know where the trampoline nodes that are offering up this service to route on your behalf are in your immediate area, and you uh, reach out to them and you say, "I'm looking for a route to this place. Can you find it for me?" Um, so they have a much bigger device that can, you know, do this very quickly. They've got a, you know, full-on beast of a machine that does this, like, dedicated, or they've just got, like, some, you know, dedicated computer that's uh, managing this, and they're running a lightning node to make fees, or they're doing it for a service or a business, and they're like, sure, I'll find you a route to this location. Now, the one issue with the trampoline payments is even though, even though you're looking at, like, it, well, because you're not doing the routing, all you, all you really need to know is enough of the gossip information to... Uh, find where the trampoline nodes are. Well, the one thing you are giving up here is uh, privacy. But therein lies one of the tricks, is that because this thing is onion-routed, 
you can store information, you can store an additional request within it. So you can actually have one trampoline payment uh, that, or trampoline node that's finding a route to another trampoline node, and then that trampoline node is finding a route to the destination. And what happens is your first trampoline node only knows that it's sending it to the second trampoline node and knows where it's coming from for you, but it doesn't know the destination. Now, the second trampoline node does not know where it comes from. They just know they got it from the previous trampoline node, and then they know the destination. So you can basically stack trampoline nodes and separate the yourself from the destination so that nobody along the path actually knows the full route and who made and or received the payment. So that's just another really interesting piece of this whole puzzle, which makes this process vastly more simplified uh, in the sense of like computational resource costs and stuff, uh, even though it does come with trade-offs. But we're talking about having that possibility on top of the fact that in a million channel uh, uh, network, we could still run this on a normal desktop device. And it's just really exciting. I, I just wanted to be able to talk about that um, because this is a big deal. This is a really big deal. This is continued uh, as we keep seeing all of these things hit. We see amps uh, on the horizon. Uh, we just got loop in and loop out. Submarine swaps all across the board. Now we've got a swap between the liquid side chain and the lightning network. Now we have the, uh, what is it, the rainbow protocol? Is that right? I know there's something called the rainbow, but I don't know if it's the one for lightning. But now we can issue assets on lightning and exchange them over lightning. I've been, like, it's funny, like, uh, lightning's growth has kind of happened in, like, a handful of, like, really big bursts. It's funny, like, I have a bunch of lightning channels, but I haven't had to close anything. Uh, I have done a loop out twice, I believe it is. Is, uh, but I didn't actually use it. I didn't actually use Loopout. I haven't played around with that. I used the swap service from, uh, was it Zigzag? Zigzag. And, uh, and I think BitRefill has one too. I'm not sure if I used that one for the other one. But, but basically, like, it allows me to receive an on-train transaction in place of a Lightning payment. So I have made use of things like that, but I still use Lightning pretty regularly, uh, even though I haven't fed the chickens on Poyo feed in like a week. Uh, or something, but I use it pretty regularly, and I haven't had to open or close any channels, which is really exciting that I have established a position and get to continue using it. Um, I purchased something, what was that the other day? Ah, oh, man, it was with Breeze. It was after the Roy Scheinfeld episode. I'm not going to be able to remember it because it was just nonsense that I was running and getting. Oh, man. I was just looking for a great, I was just looking for an opportunity. I got all excited about the Breeze wallet again. Uh, last time I was talking to Roy on the show. If you haven't listened to that interview, definitely check that one out. Um, it's Crypto Chat, like, I don't know, 17. It's, it's, it's all about lightning is just a breeze, I think, is, uh, is the, the title of the episode. I'll link to it. Um, but uh, my excitement here with this was just that we get to see this thing happening in real time, you know? Like, we're getting to see it go from, you know, the complications on 50,000 channels and trying to get optimizations right to, like, boom, let's test this on a million. Let's make it look legit. Let's make it, like, realistically laid out just like the Lightning Network is now. Um, and uh, let's really beat this thing 
to death and see if we can, you know, crash our node essentially. And it's, uh, it's just obvious to anyone paying attention that this thing has unbelievable potential. And I truly think it's going to work. Um, it's been working for me. Uh, the user interfaces are getting there with thing like, things like Breeze and the Lightning Labs wallet. Um, like It's becoming zero configuration way before it ever should have, honestly. Um, it seems too early. Uh, everything's still in beta, and it's happening. I can, see, I can see the writing on the wall with how this could be. And the fact that we have this possibility in a non-custodial situation where it is a key sharing uh, service, a, uh, one where you're splitting up a relationship and never withdrawing, never, ha- never giving up your right to withdraw from the situation entirely, and it's non-custodial. It's a non-custodial ability to provide a service with money that you don't even own. You're providing liquidity across a joint contract. It's just a fascinating technology. I, I just can't believe anybody can look at this and be like, this is uninteresting. This is uh, never going to work. Uh, there's no potential. I just can't believe how aggressively someone has to, aggressively stubborn someone has to be to look at this and see nothing but negative. Um, so uh, anyway, anyway, I guess I'll, I guess I'll close it here. I don't want to ramble uh, too much longer. Uh, I'm just excited about the Lightning Network, and this was a really big development that I wanted to share with you guys uh, here for our end of the week. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Do not forget to check out eToro.com. They're a really fun exchange, and I personally recommend downloading the app. Um, I've had a lot of fun with it. If you want to set up your virtual account, um, uh, you go to, where is it? Oh, I already lost it. Okay, here we go. Uh, you just go to the, after you boot up your um, thing, you go to the hamburger in the top corner and you'll see under, like, next to trade, they'll say real. It's just a little drop down thing and you hit virtual. So if you want to go ahead and actually play around or you want to bet against me and you think that my long position on Bitcoin is really stupid, well then go up there, do the opposite, prove me wrong, and show me your trade. I want to see it. And of course, don't forget to follow the Blockstream blog that is on medium.com slash Blockstream. Uh, That is where you'll stay up to date and you won't miss when these other major developments happen. Uh, Follow Rusty Russell, Joe Netty. Like these are the people and the developers you need to be following if you are not listening in on their conversations every once in a while, which sounds a little creepy, but you know, it's public. So if you're, not, if you're not reading what they're up to and staying up on that, you are really, really missing out because there's always just crazy, exciting stuff. So don't forget to check that out and drop some applause on the Million Channels uh, Bloom, Letting a Million Channels Bloom article. And if you'd like to tinker like I do, download the middle Million Channels project and uh, see if you can play around with your own simulation. Okay, I will link to all of that stuff in the show notes and in the Twitter post. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Crypto Economy Podcast where we talk and explore all of these crazy developments and the, the, just the awesome tools and things being built for a sovereign future, uh, one where we are in control of ourselves, where we enforce liberty, uh, not through a gun, but through the math that protects our rights. 
And it's just a really exciting world that I think we're building into. And I am so glad that you guys are joining me on this journey. So thank you guys so much. I love you all. I will catch you back around Monday with another episode. I'm going to try to have a really full week, and I have got some really, really fun stuff lined up. Uh, i got to get one more permission left for the rest of the week, or for, for next week. But we've got some really good reads and another fun guy's take and two interviews uh, that will be coming around the corner soon. So much to do. So don't forget to subscribe to the show. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at The Crypto Economy. Guy Swan, the guy who's read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know. And until next time, take it easy, guys.